This lecture is brought to you by Buford Road Baptist Church. The speaker today is Pastor David Kogel. He's talking about this last day condition, and what does he say about the Holy Spirit? The Spirit speaketh expressly. Not only do we see wickedness going to abound in the last days, but we're going to see the Spirit move and speak more plainly, more loudly. That's what that word expressly means. It talks about distinctly. It talks about we need to pay attention. There's no question to what the Spirit is saying to us. And I believe we need to remember that we have to always be aware that the Holy Spirit is speaking to us and wanting to say things to us, lead us and guide us in different ways. I was thinking about that as a studying lesson. It may be through a song that the Holy Spirit speaks to you. It may be through a morning devotion. I was talking with a lady here in the church a couple of Sundays ago where she said, I had my morning devotion and I opened up the Bible and it led me to a specific passage there that morning. And as I studied that passage, and as the words talked about things that are happening in our world today, she said, it hit me so hard. And I just sat there realizing, hey, I'm living in these last days and these things are happening right now. You know what? The Spirit was bringing those words out to her. So it may come many times as you're reading your word and studying the word, as you're listening to the word being preached from the pulpit, taught from in our Sunday school classes. It could be through many things the Spirit is expressly speaking. So I encourage you to be listening, be attentive to that. So this Spirit spoke especially here in direct terms, and it's talking about some last day dangers, some things that are going to take place. So as I said at the beginning of the lesson, what, what Spirit are we listening to? Are we, are we going to be listening to the right spirit? Or are we listening to other spirits? Because you got other spirits trying to talk to you and lead you and guide you and do things as well. So we have to watch out and make sure we're listening to the right thing. And it doesn't take Bible scholars to agree that we're living in the last days. I think the, the average person can see that things, especially the Christian, you can see things that are taking a place and that Christ is soon returning. So what's going to happen in these last days? Let's go back and look at that verse one again. The Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times, and that latter times means not far from here, right around the corner now, people are going to depart from the faith and they're going to be giving heed to seducing spirits. They're going to be paying attention to these things. They're going to be listening to the wrong thing many times. So the period in which these seducing spirits will reign is in the latter times, in the last days, right now, not far. We don't have to look very far to see the things that are happening. And I believe many people are being influenced by these seducing spirits. And these seducing spirits will find out how they associated uh, with people, where they are actually coming from, who's in charge of them, and so forth and so on. So there are many false teachers going to arise in the church. A lot of times we 
we hear specific people talking about different things and saying different things, giving their own opinion and uh, taking the Word of God out of context and, and making it say what they want to say, all these things that are going on. And many of these false teachers, people are standing up and paying attention and listening and spending their time listening to these false teachers. And they doesn't line up with the Word of God. And, that, and that's what you have to look out for. And they're going to continue this from now till Jesus comes, which is very soon, I believe. So the church and the genuine believer in the church have to be on guard for these false teachings that are going to take place in our world today. So we want to bring out several things out of this scripture in this verse 1 this morning. What are, first of all, what are these seducing spirits? What are they? Well, the word seduce means to lead away. It means to specifically take someone off the path of right and lead them to the path of wrong. It may come through some flattering promises that someone makes to you. If, if you'll, you'll do this, then this will happen and you will get this and so forth and so on. So people listen to that many times. You know, don't we live in a day and today where we have to hear the word scam all the time? <laughs> You've been scammed. And a lot of people lose all the money they have that they've saved up. They've been scammed. I just heard an article, I was listening to an article this week and how that someone just scammed people out of thousands and thousands of dollars promising them that they were going to get this and they didn't get nothing at all. And And so many times... People are scammed to that. I even heard one, I uh, was reading one the other day on, uh, on my phone and it said, beware when you answer the phone and say yes. And all the question was, uh, can you hear me now? And if you say yes, I, you're actually saying yes to something else and people will scam you out of put that yes to something else that you didn't even agree to, in other words. So it's, it's just amazing the things that we see happening in our world today. But these, these seducing spirits are going to lead people astray. They're going to lead them into evil or foolishness or down a disastrous course in their life. And they're going to be doing that many times over. And it's going to be even stronger in the last days that we're living in. So this world is full let me tell you, it's full of the uh, seducing spirits. It's full of evil influences. I mean, look at how people will fall for so much going on today. I mean, they're just listening for someone to come up with some new idea, some new, some new thing about, I know God's Word says this, but you know what? I think it really means this. And, and they will take things and twist things. And if people are not careful enough and, and in the Word of God and listening to the Spirit's leading in their life, they will be influenced by many of these things that they hear and see. So where do these seducing spirits come from? Well, they are the powers of the very devil himself. And yes, the devil is a real personal individual. It is someone who is... Uh, trying to do all that he can to disrupt the, uh, God's work on earth today. 
and lead people to hell today. And so we need to realize in his kingdom there are many demons and they are wicked and they are seducing spirits. And where are they at? They are everywhere. They're the worldwide. You'll find if you look over our world that no matter where you go to, you can see the influence of seducing and evilness all in our world today. And certainly it is alive here in, in, the, in the United States where we live at for sure. But there are, there are many spirits that are out doing their work and their forces, their influence. I think, according to this scripture here, they will be increasing in the last days. They will be increasing. He says, in latter times, what's going to happen? Some will depart from the faith. And I want to talk about that a little bit later on. It's not talking about you that are saved, that it's going to take away your salvation. That can't happen. But I tell you what, if he can get you out of doing the work that you are supposed to be doing for Christ, if he can get you doing things that are going to not only affect your life, but people around you, he's going to do all that he can to do that. And we are seeing people that fall away from the place they used to have serving the Lord. They fall away from doing the things that they used to do for God. And if we don't watch out, we can get in that area where we fall back and are not on the front lines, not doing what God wants us to do. So we need to realize that they are influenced in these last days and they are, the devil is working with these uh, spirits and they are doing all that they can uh, as demons, as devils. They're referred to many times. No matter how you want to put a name on them, they are evil influences in our world today. But thank God we have the Holy Spirit as a lead and a guide and to listen to him and know what's right and what is wrong. Let's look at 2 Corinthians. They're going to get uh, verse chapter number 11. And I want to show you just how, how powerful this situation can be. Verse 13, For such are, uh, such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. You see that? Transforming themselves. They are taking themselves and putting them in the positions that you would think they would be an apostle of Christ even. No wonder many people are falling for those things. Look at the very next verse, verse number 14. And no marvel, that means no surprise, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Don't, don't look for Satan to come with a pitchfork in the horns. He's going to come as an individual that seems kind, an individual that seems helpful, an individual that seems going to be your best decision to follow. He's going to come in that way, but but we need to realize that. Verse 15, therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers, and who are we talking about? We're talking about these, these seducing spirits, these demons, and also be transformed as ministers of righteousness whose end shall be according to their works. There should be no surprise to us that these things are taking place <clears throat> on the earth. And you may say, well, how am I supposed to know what's right? How am I supposed to know what's wrong? 
You should know if you follow your Bible and listen to the Holy Spirit's leading. Pray about any situation that you start to see yourselves getting involved in. Say, wait a minute. And for the most part of us as Christians, we know if we're involved in something that isn't pleasing to God. We know if we're, we're getting ready to make decisions that doesn't go along with the peace that we should have in our heart as living for Christ. So these are certainly uh, in our world today. And there are antichrist spirits as well. We're going to look at 1 John chapter 4. I use this in one of our other lessons, but I want to bring those scriptures back again because they are so great. And these first three verses, and then we'll look at the last verse here in verse number 4 of 1 John. But I want to look at 1 through 3. Because if you were not here for this lesson, uh, pay attention to this. Beloved, that's you and me. That's children of God that he's speaking to. Believe not every spirit. You know what that tells me? Then, you know what? There is a problem with some folks that do believe every spirit. So here's a warning again. Believe not every spirit. But what are we to do? Try the spirits. You see, you have a situation that is facing you and you shouldn't just brush it off and say, well, could be right, could be wrong, I don't know. No. Try the spirits, whether they are of God. Because, once again, many false prophets are gone out into the world. And then verse number 2 says, Not only that, but hereby know ye the Spirit of God. That's the capital S. That's the true Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. Verse 3. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist. Wherefore you have heard that it should come, <clears throat> and even now is already in the world. You know what I felt like as I studied the lesson? You come and approach somebody who begins to try to give you something that they feel their denomination believes in. This is how I believe. This is what I need you to get across to you because this is what you need to understand. You know what you need to do? Step back and say, wait a minute, let me ask you something first. Do you believe that Jesus Christ came in the flesh, born of a virgin Mary, came to this earth, died on the cross, shed his blood for our sins, and rose again and went back to heaven as preparing a place for us to come and receive us unto his own. Do you believe all of that? And if that person says, beyond a shadow of a doubt, I believe every word of that. Say, so, well, all right then, well, you and me are on the same page. But if they say any part of that, well, wait a minute. I, I know what you're saying, but I'm just saying this. Jesus is not the only way. Or it wasn't a Virgin Mary birth. It, it didn't happen that. What does the scripture say? If that person doesn't believe that, then they are not of the right spirit. They are an antichrist. So there's your proof. There's your way to make sure when somebody knocks on your door and wants to try to tell you about their religion. You need to try the spirits, just like that scripture said. Make sure, and if, if the, you realize that they're not going the same way that you go, you, they're not believing like they're supposed to believe, then shut the door. You won't have no part of that. Try the spirits. Examine that. The, the deception, 
the seducing spirits that are so cunning that they deceive many good people. They deceive them. The day that John was writing, these dangerous influences had already invaded the church. And the children of God had overcome them. And you know why? Because God's greater. Greater than any wickedness, any powers of the world. And our protection against the seducing powers of God is within us. So put that verse 4 up. Most of you already know it. Ye of God, little children, and have overcome them because what? Greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. We have to always remember that. You see, I can't overcome these seducing spirits by my flesh. I can't overcome it by my logic. I can't overcome it because I'm a good person. I can't overcome them because I do a lot of good things. None of that is what's going to help me. I have to realize it's only God His power in me, greater is He that is in me, that is in the world. I've got to rely on God to help me be an overcomer. So we have to remember that. The seducing spirits are unseen, wicked influences in the world today. The spirits are invisible. You're not going to see them, although they may use people that you actually come in contact with, just like God uses you and me. God uses you and me to go up to someone and and put our hand on their back or or shake their hand and say, listen, I'd like to talk to you about Jesus Christ. Do you have Him in your life? Are you a saved individual? Have you ever given Christ your life? That's God using you and me. And believe me, the devil uses other people as well. And so when these people come in contact with you and I, we need to realize it. We can see those influences of these seducing spirits and demons and devils from other people as well. They are at work in the flesh. They're trying to get people to do things in the flesh and they are at work in our minds, trying to do something with our minds and get them off of God and get them away from the things that we should be dwelling on and get them on something that is going to hurt us as well as other, other people around us. And they are controlled by the devil himself. They in reality, the spirits through which the devil works. And he will discourage you. He will turn you aside. He will keep God's people from doing what's right. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 11. Look at this little verse. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us. For we are not ignorant of his devices. That tells me I should get equipped. And the only way I'm going to do it is put on the whole armor of God because I don't know what kind of device the devil's going to use today. I don't know how he's going to come at me today. But if I'm equipped for that, if I'm ready for that, then I've got a good advantage on him. Don't let Satan get an advantage on us. And that's what he, what he desires to do. And as we look at a lot of empty pews in our church buildings today, that's what happens many times. He has got an advantage on some people. They were not realizing the devices that he's using and that he's doing to influence them. So we need to be aware of that. You know, 
when I watch the news and I, and I see all these wicked things and these killings and all these things that are going on right here in Richmond, Virginia, I, I realize that many of it is happening because of evil in our world today. It's only the evil that has influenced people to go out and shoot people and kill people and run them over and do all kind of crazy things. And these are happening all the time in our world today. The text refers to today that there is a falling away as well. And it is a result of the increasing powers of evil. You know, when you read your Bible, you can see even all the way back in the early church, really from the beginning of time, that the devil has worked and he is continuing to work. You remember that there was an apostle that walked with Jesus, watched Jesus do miracles. I mean, I'm talking about someone who rubbed shoulders with the Son of God every day. And what happened to him? He came to a place in his life where he betrayed the Son of God for 30 pieces of silver. How could that happen? You would think someone that was so close to Jesus would be so spiritual that nothing would happen to them. And yet his mind was influenced enough to betray the Son of God. You know I'm talking about Judas. So if that can happen to him, what can happen to many of us today if we don't watch out? You remember the story of Ananias and Sapphira? They were deceived by the same power. They lied to the Holy Ghost. I also taught a lesson on this. I want to look at that verse real quick, though, at Acts chapter 5 and verse number 3. Peter said, he's speaking to Ananias, Why hath Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and keep back part of the price of the land? How in the world did someone let Satan fill their heart? Ananias was doing what he saw other people doing. They were bringing the portion that they had sold land. They had sold something else. They were bringing it to the apostles' feet. The apostles were taking it and distributing it all to everyone that had need. And he thought he'd jump in there and do the same thing. But somewhere along the line from where he sold that property till he stood in front of Peter, something happened in his heart. And on the way there, he had made up his mind because of an influence that Satan did, the Bible says, filled his heart, and he made a wrong decision. And he ended up dying, and his wife came, and they, they agreed together, and she ended up dying right there on the spot as well. Even Peter was a target. Look at Luke chapter 22 and verse 31. The Lord said, Simon, Simon, look at this. Behold, Satan hath desired to have you and that he may sift you as wheat. Now, what it, what was, uh, what it, what else does the next verse say though? But I have prayed for you that thy faith fail not when thou art converted, strengthen the brethren. The Lord looked at Peter. And he said, I know what's happening going to happen in your life. First of all, Satan has desired to have a big part in there. But then Jesus says, I have prayed for you because you're going to get converted. And when you're converted, I want you to help someone else. And did he do that? He certainly did. 
Now he 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 did exactly what what the Lord said. Satan had a part in it. But then after the Pentecost, Peter preached and thousands were saved. Well, what was happening with Peter? Notice what he said in the very next verse. He said unto him, Lord, I'm, I am ready to go with thee both in prison and in death. You see, that, that would be our honest reply. Someone, if someone came to you as a Christian and said, you know what? I, I'm afraid that you're going to fail God. I'm afraid that you're going to be listening to the devil. I'm afraid that you're not going to do what you've always been doing for the Lord. We would probably step back and say, you're wrong. No, no, I'm going, I'm going to serve God all the way. I'm, I'm not going down no wrong path. I'm not going to do any of that. We, we would probably also want to say that. But we can't guarantee that. We can all fail the Lord. Especially when these strong influences come in our life. In fact, Jesus came back to him in the very next verse and said, But I tell thee, Peter, the cock shall not crow this day before, before that thou thrice deny even knowing me. Wow. How do you think that made Peter feel? <laughs> Lord, I just told you, I go with you all the way. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm right here, Lord. And for the Lord to look at him and say, no, no, what you're going to do is you actually are going to deny that you know me at all. Man, that's some hard words to take. Did it come to pass? It sure did. Peter wanted to walk away saying, no, that'll never happen. And folks, for you and me as Christians, we may say, that'll never happen. I'll be right here every time the doors are open. I'll be right here for Sunday school. I'll be right here to pray for folks. I'll be out there witnessing for God. I'll do it all. I'm going to be doing it till Jesus comes. If you don't watch out, you could fall back. It could happen to any of us. That's why we do have to stay in the Word. That's why we do have to listen to the Holy Spirit. That's why we do have to continue to strive to do right in our life all the time. So many of these heresies and these doctrines of devils had invaded the church. It happened right after Pentecost. It made great uh, problems in the church. You read some of the some of these uh, books after Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you read what happened. And some, why do you think so many letters had to go out to the church? And why do you think Paul had to address so many different things? Because things were happening. Splits were happening. All these people were coming up with all kinds of things. Seducing spirits are a last day threat to Christianity. And our scripture this morning talked about that. Now, 2 Timothy 3.1 says, this know also that in the last days, look at that word, perilous times shall come. What does perilous mean? Dangerous. Dangerous times are going to come. What kind of danger? Danger of being influenced by wickedness that is in the world today. And the longer the world stands, don't look for it to get better. Look for it to get more contaminated and more evil the longer we're down here on this earth. That's what we're going to see. And I believe it's harder to live right now than it was years ago for the Lord. Because the devil has more methods. 
He has more ways to deceive and influence people today than he ever has before. So this cunning craftiness by which men are deceived, the devil doesn't force men against their will, but he deceives them. Men are often so deceived into doing evil that they believe they're doing right. Can you, can you believe that? That's true. If they can transform themselves into angels of light and make people believe that, then people believe they're doing the right thing. The devil deceived Eve all the way back at the beginning. Now, in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul made reference to it in 2 Corinthians 11.3. He said also, But I fear, least by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupt from the simplicity that is in Christ. Paul says, he expressed it to the Corinthians. He said, at least you be deceived. There's a danger. It was a danger in Paul's time, and it's a danger in the time we live today. And if he could hear Eve was in the garden, Adam and Eve was in the garden, had everything they needed, everything they ever could want was there, and the devil showed up and said, whoa, wait a minute, there's one thing that you don't have. And I can give that to you. And he did. He gave them death, didn't he? Isn't that just like the devil? He'll come to you and me and say, you know what, I know God's blessed you and given you certain things, but listen, I can give you so much more. I can make it so much easier. I can get you right through this problem. I mean, I, I, I can do anything. And many people will be deceived because of that. So that's why Paul mentions Eve here, who was beguiled, and that word beguiled means deceived. And the devil, the thing is, the devil, he's so sly. He doesn't demand full surrender. He doesn't ask the Christian surrender unconditionally, but he works on a compromise. He even tried that on Jesus. Matthew chapter 4, you know the story, and I'm not going to have time to, to go through the whole temptation of Jesus. But right in the middle of that temptation, let me show you the compromise that the devil said. And he did this to Jesus. What will he do to you and me? In verse 9 of chapter 4, the devil taketh him up to an exceeding high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And he said unto them, All these things will I give thee if, here's this condition, if thou will fall down and worship me. <laughs> the devil didn't, I don't know whether he realized or not, but God already owned that. Jesus already had all those things. He didn't need that from him. So what did Jesus do with it in verse 10? He said, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Always a good lesson in, that, in those verses is that when the devil tempts you with something, the best weapon you can have is use the Word of God against that temptation. If it's through a person that's doing it, then use the Word of God to tell them what, what, how you're going to live, what the Lord says about that. So little by little, the enemy slips upon the Christian and he at first only asks for you to neglect some of the duties that you have, some of the commitments that you have. You see, I used to do this for God and I did it all the time and I did this all the time. 
I played an instrument for the Lord. I sang in the choir for the Lord. I prayed for other folks all the time. I, I greeted people in the back all the time. I, I, I was an encourager all the time. And you know what? Little by little, if you don't like I, I don't feel like I want to sing in the choir no more. I'm, I don't really want to go back in and try to be an encouragement. I really don't want to, to give to the Lord like I used to be given to the Lord. And little by little, He will influence Christians to fall back on the duty the way that we're serving the Lord. And before long, they're not coming in the door there. They don't even see them anymore. You know, I, I may be totally wrong, and this is just my opinion. But this thing of COVID, when it came on, I firmly believe the devil had his hand in that. And because of COVID, and even after it's over with, there are many, many people who will not come back in this church door. You know what the reason is for? I don't want to be around people where I could get COVID. Well, the last time I checked, when you went to Walmart, there was people. When you went to the movie theater, there was people. When you went to the grocery store, there was people. Everywhere you will go, there's people there. And you hadn't stopped going there. But you quit going to God's house. Well, I'm like Danny. I don't know why I got off on that. But anyway, take it for what it's worth. You may agree with it, you may not. But for a lot of folks, they slip back at that opportune time and they haven't ever got back to serving the Lord. Now, I know some of you are watching it on, online. I praise the Lord for that. But everybody knows what Hebrews 10.25 says, right? You didn't take it out the Bible. For not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another so much more as you'd see the day approaching. Did you know I can't exhort you if I'm at home? I can't be right there to hear your prayer request and talk with you and you share with me and we pray together and sing together and fellowship together. I can't do that at home. But I can do it at the Lord's house. But not only that, I know the Spirit of the Lord where two or three are gathered together in my name. He says, I'm in the midst. And guess what? When you come in, the Lord's here. I want to be where He is. I want to get what He has for us. So we need to realize that it's happening in the world today. We are exhorted to meet together. Now, these seducing spirits that are opposed to Christians congregating and worshiping God and exhort. Listen, the devil knows their strength in numbers together. But if he can find you by yourself, he can get you at your weakest moment. That's when he's going to do his work. That's when he's going to try to do it. That's why we need each other. We need the Lord with us. We need all these things as we go down this Christian journey together. I'm going to give you a little list of things I put together that you probably may not have thought about it, may you not agree with everything about it, but listen. What happens on Sunday morning when we get ready to get up to go to church? <laughs> Isn't Sunday morning a good morning to sleep in, boy? I mean, that bed feels so good. And if you've got young children, they can give you the hardest time about getting ready for church on Sunday morning. I mean, they will do everything they can to make you late, 
make you decide it ain't worth getting them ready and going to church. And then, you know, you get out there and the automobile don't want to act right on Sunday morning. It may work fine every day of the week, but Sunday morning something's going to happen to it. It's always something, isn't it? And I firmly believe the devil has his hand in that. If he can keep folks from coming to God's house, coming to Sunday school, I might as well put that in there, amen. But, you know, people don't realize we got to overcome that. we got to look Satan in the face and say, I don't care what you throw my way, I'm going to God's house today. I'm going to be there. They make people feel tired, feel bad on Wednesday nights. They make people feel that they're not appreciated in church. Why should I continue to serve and go to church? Don't nobody appreciate what I do anyway. (laughs) You know, we don't do that for people, do we? I don't do anything for people. I do it for God. And so we need to realize that. They even tell Christians that the pastor lives better than the average member, so we don't need to tithe the church anyway. We don't need to go to church anyway. We need to keep it to ourselves. We need it more than the church does. They break love, fellowship between Christians. They cause people to talk about each other and make hurtful remarks to each other. These, these devils, these Spirits will even cause jealousy between church members, between people that are singing, people that are preachers and choir and choir members. I mean, it can go on and on. We have got to realize what's happening in our world today. Seducing spirits have a way of getting at Christians. And we need to know what's right and what's wrong. We need to not question what the Word of God says. Not question what the Holy Spirit wants us to do. But the seducing spirits are attacking today and they will continue to attack today. Don't look for the thoughts of murder, adultery, drunkenness, those type of things in the Christian. Don't look for those things. But look for the subtle things that will keep you from serving God like we should be these persuasive influences. If you find yourself saying, I don't want to no longer do this for the Lord like I used to do, watch out. Watch out. And you can tag any kind of excuse to it you want to. Well, someone else does a better job than I do anyway. Forget that. No one appreciates what I do. They didn't say thank you. They didn't pat me on the back. Forget that. That's not why we're doing it for If you're doing it for that, you're doing it for the wrong reason anyway. We serve God because He is God. And if He's given you a talent, He's given you ability, let's do it for God. And not let these things influence us along the way. I've got to close this morning, but I want want you to remember this thought. There are many, many spirits speaking in the world today. Be sure you're listening to the right spirit, the Holy Spirit. If it's asking you to do something that's wrong, wrong spirit, it's not going to. Holy Spirit's not going to go contrary to God or His Word. So listen to the right spirit. Do the right thing. We're living in the last days. Don't give up serving God now. Serve Him to the end. Amen. Amen.
You listen to Pastor David Kogel. For more information, visit our website at bufordroadbaptistchurch.com.